welcome to Northern Latitudes. I'm Pilot. I'm Jenny Hagen, and uh, I've been chasing severe weather across the Canadian prairies for the last 14 years. And uh, my work has been published and recognized worldwide. Welcome to Northern Latitudes, Jenny. Thank you for having me. Now, the first thing that I followed you for quite some time now on Twitter, so I, I've, I've seen a lot of your stuff, and then something came across last week that there was a convention for people that like to chase storms. So that was just this past weekend. Tell me a little bit about the convention. ChaserCon Canada is uh, usually a yearly event. We haven't had it in a couple of years due to COVID. But it is a convention in which uh, people who are interested in severe weather, from beginners to uh, people who are really excelled in the field, to learn and uh, talk about the severe weather we have across Canada. And you've been doing this, like you said, for 14 years. But when did your interest start in weather? My interest actually started as a kid. I was always kind of intrigued by storms, you know, a five-year-old girl with my nose stuck to the window when a lightning storm would come through. But at the age of seven, I was actually picked up uh, inside a tent in a plow wind that ripped through my hometown. And it was up and thrown up against the fence. And I remember stepping out to these trampolines and trees flying everywhere and thinking it was the coolest thing I had ever seen, just like awestruck by the power of nature. My friend, on the other hand, was like cowered in the corner and terrified. But that really uh, piqued my interest in severe weather. And then, you know, at the age of 12, I'd be pedaling my bike out to the edge of town to watch these storms as they come in, like a tornado warning would go off. And I'd be like, oh, I hope I can <laughs> see that. And that was right around this time that the uh, movie Twister came out, which I think is every storm chaser's favorite. And at the age of 16, started driving out to these storms and learning how they moved. And uh, as I went along, I got closer and closer and learned a lot more about weather. And how, how does that, as a kid, develop into a passion, which it obviously is for you now, over time? But is there, is, was there something that just one day you woke up and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. You know, you know, I never really thought about that you could actually chase storms. And then the movie Twister came out and you got to see somebody like Joe out there chasing these twisters. And you're thinking, you know, this is really something you can do. But, you know, there's not a lot of women in the field that do this. So it was many years before I actually saw my real life, my first real life female in the field. And that was Jacqueline Whittle from BC and her uh, TV show Storm Hunters. And that was like the first woman that I really had to look up to in the field, which pushed me even harder to get into it. And what's it like being a woman in the field? Because there's still, I still assume you're still probably in the minority, although there are quite a few doing it. Yes, actually, our female population has been growing a lot here in Canada. And we're lucky here. Um, our male counterparts are highly supportive of us in the field. You know, there is some things that we have to think about as females out in the field, because especially being out on back roads in the middle of nowhere at nighttime and uh, we're often alone. But we are uh, starting up a group here in Canada called Girls Who Chase Canada. It's an offshoot of the U.S. Girls Who Chase. 
And it's just more uh, resource based and support based for females in the field. And we can just target some information for them and network so we can build friendships and work together. You stole my next question. My next question, <laughs> my next question was, tell me about Girls Who Chase. And now I know. So there you go. What's, what's the most, I don't want to call it the most dangerous situation, but the most exhilarating, there's a better word. What's the most exhilarating situation you've been in when it comes to chasing a storm? Um, I, I have a few. For the most scary thing out in the field for me is actually lightning. Because I've spent so much time following storms. I know where they move. I know where the danger zones are. But you can't predict where lightning is going to strike. So I know I had one where uh, I just got my tripod set up to shoot the storm that was moving in. And got back to the vehicle, just closed the door when a rogue boat bolt came out. So that's one that shoots off miles from where the actual storm is. And hit a fence post in front of me and I was blind and my ears were ringing and you could smell the sulfur. So that is like scary. <laughs> the other one was the Tilston Manitoba tornado. Uh, it was a very large tornado that was on the ground for a long period of time. And we came across where the tornado across the road and it actually ripped the cement clean off. The asphalt clean off the road and down the power lines. So we stopped to block traffic from coming. So nobody drove over top of those power lines until power crews could arrive. But as we're standing there, there's these, uh, we call them satellite funnels. So just uh, little funnel clouds that shoot off of the storm and they were popping out everywhere. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, there is no escape option if one of those decide to actually touch down because the road is gone in front of us. So it's always head on a swivel and trying to think of where your escape route is when you are in these storms. You're a well-accomplished photographer as well. So it's one of those ones where you've, you've got your storm chasing passion and you've got your photography passion. Did they develop at the same time, hand in hand, or did one come before the other? Um, I think they kind of came hand in hand. Um, I always was interested in photography and surprisingly enough, I actually won my first photo contest at the age of six. Um, and that was with just a little uh, disposable camera, actually. And so I kind of always had that uh, interest in photography. But actually getting into it, it kind of developed at the same time I was coming up chasing. You know, I like to shoot severe weather and landscapes and animals. So I, I kind of did it all then. What's it meant to you as a person? Because this, when passions run this deep, they usually mean more than just... They're not just the job and they're not just a hobby. So what's yeah. what have these done for you as a person? You know, I've spent the last 20 years actually working in healthcare. That's my day job. Ooh, and I know a lot of people find it surprising, but being out under that storm is actually a very calming experience. It's mm -hmm. a big de-stress. And it allows you to see in the world um, that there is some beauty in the chaos. <laughs> So it really centers you as a person, um, but I've actually used it too as a tool to, you know, excel in life and push myself outside my comfort zones and do things I never actually thought I could do. So it challenges you as a person as well. Yeah, it's funny because I, I noticed, I think it was on your Facebook page, you posted about being outside your comfort zone, making your presentation this weekend. Yeah. And then I listened to your presentation, which was quite good. Um, and I watched it on the video. Thanks. So it's, it's always good to see these things help people ex 
you know, expand, but or expand their their abilities, their challenge themselves. But from a healthcare professional, like the last few years for you, that's been pretty uh, pretty challenging on its own, hasn't it? Yes, uh, the field is very challenging, especially now. Um, you know, COVID came through, and you know, it really exact. Uh, just with the problems that already existed, it just kind of, you know, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, you know, Canada-wide, we've got staffing issues and everything like that. So, you know, it is a stressful place to be. I love my job as a healthcare worker. You know, my patients mean a lot to me, but, you know, definitely need that de-stress in life. So lightning, high winds, and, you know, tornadoes, that's your (laughs) de-stress. That is my de-stress. Nice. Okay. What do you do for fun? Uh, Uh, I hang around around tornadoes. Nice. Okay. All right. That's what everybody wants to do. So the photography side of it, what cued you to make it into a business? Because I know the photography business is not an easy business. Uh, um, So what pushed you that direction? It honestly was a way that I could make a little bit of money off of the use of my camera. And still be able to do uh, things that I was passionate about, passionate about, like chasing storms. So, you know, it allowed me a little bit more of a flexible schedule uh, on booking shoots that I could still go out and chase storms and stuff. So that uh, is kind of what started. Everybody, you know, they see that you have a camera, you shoot some pictures and they think you could do (laughs) portraits. But it turned out I was able to actually uh, do portraits. Not everybody can. The next thing you're doing, engagement photos on the side of a road somewhere because somebody stopped and saw you with a camera, right? Oh, um, if I could get like an engagement or wedding photo with a tornado in behind the couple, that would be like a bucket list shot. There you go. You've done it again. I was just going to say, what would be a bucket list shot for somebody that chases tornadoes? What would be a weather phenomena maybe that you haven't seen that you know exists and you know exists around your area? that you haven't seen and you'd love to see? I would love to see sprites. Now this is lightning that uh, happens way above the clouds. It's rare up here in Canada, but it does happen. So that would be my one weather one that I would love to capture. Have you seen ball lightning? No, I haven't seen that either. (laughs) Just a few years ago, I uh, got thunder snow, which was super exciting. We've had a, we had a bunch of that this year in our area. We've had yeah. we've had at least I think at least three in the last I would say last six weeks we've had thunderstorm. Oh, okay. um, awesome. Yeah, it's getting more and more. It didn't used to it used to be really rare, but now it's become more and more common um, with the way our winters kind of fluctuate between you know a foot and a half of snow and three inches of rain. It's well, it's become a pattern for us now. It's yeah. like last few winters has been very much that it's been heavy snow, melt, rain, heavy snow, melt, <laughs> rain, and thundersnow. Thunder snow has seemed to have come along for the ride with that. It's kind of an intriguing phenomenon. Phenomenon, <laughs> phenomenon, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. <laughs> <work> hard. <laughs> How has it changed for you over 14 years of doing it? Has there what's been what have been the changes in it? I would have to say the few changes are one, the explosion and popularity of it. Mm-hmm. And two, the access to social media. Now, everybody has a camera in their pocket. And, you know, we spend 
thousands of dollars and put on thousands of miles to go out and capture these storms. But most often, the best footage ends up coming from a farmer out in his field. <laughs> um, so we have a bit of competition there <laughs> with regular Joes. But um, yeah, social media has definitely changed the industry and our access to media and getting that information out to people. On the upside is I think the public is way better informed now than they ever have been because that information of what's happening out there is at their fingertips. What do you use to set yourself up to chase a storm? Like, how do you, do, like, what do you decide and how do you decide? And, you know, you look out this, you know, you don't just look out your front window and go, hmm, I think there might be a storm somewhere. So what are you doing? How are you making it work? We've got access to a lot of resources that are actually U.S. based because Canada doesn't, Environment Canada doesn't re release a lot of information. Um, they keep pretty tight-lipped on even like uh, radar stuff. Like they just, they keep it really close-knit. But the U.S. allows a huge amount of access so I can actually go over a ton of forecast models and uh, usually in severe weather season, I'm on there every morning looking over those models for the for that day, the next day, and the day after to see what might be kind of interesting. And as the day approaches, you go more in depth to pick your target area, where you think uh, is the best place to uh, set up and chase those storms, which is a difficult task because I... I say it's like boiling water in a pot you know you know that whole pot area is a ripe environment but you sort of got to predict where that first bubble is going to pop up oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense another thing you do that i don't see a lot of other storm chasers doing which might just be me and my exposure to storm chasers is you do a lot of winter storm chasing you're yes, out exactly. there you are out there in not so great weather when everybody else is staying home and staying warm uh, yeah, the winter storm chasing market in Canada is a small one. Not many people actually uh, enjoy winter. But for me, it was an opportunity is the way I looked at it. Because it was a six to month, seven month time frame that I could actually work with. And it actually turned out that the people worldwide really enjoyed it. A crazy Canadian playing out in those conditions because they don't get to experience winter the way we do. So it really kind of just exploded my um, social media. And I think that's, you know, it worked out because it was the same time as COVID and everybody was looking for that bit of, you know, positivity and laugh in the world. So it was, you know, something they really got a joy out of and I could really have some fun with. Yeah. You're some crazy lady out driving around. <laughs> No, what lines on the road? There aren't any. You just kind of guess. Yeah. <laughs> there's a ditch. There's a ditch. Stay in the middle somewhere. And it's no. funny because 10 years ago, like I was terrified of winter driving after a near death experience with black ice in a semi. So, you know, that was another fear that I had to get over in order to do this. Like, because uh, I, you know, I was scared about getting out in front of the camera and talking to people and, you know, so winter chasing just kind of allowed me to progress myself through, uh, those fears so you take you've turned this into a very popular social media presence um did you ever see it becoming as big as it is no i i never dreamed of that you know i'm this small town saskatchewan girl born and raised so i'm like out in the middle of nowhere and you don't expect to have the impact on people um 
across Canada or even in the world that uh, you connect with. So to me, it's still just, you know, kind of amazing that, you know, I've been able to uh, reach so many people. Even at ChaserCon, there was a young lady that came out from Ontario and, you know, was excited to be able to meet me as a female chaser in the field. And it was just, wow, you know, people out in Ontario don't even know. <laughs> do you get much, and you obviously do, do you get a lot of feedback from your audience? Yes. And I highly encourage it because I feel like you need to connect personally with people one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. You know, I don't want them to view me as somebody that's kind of untouchable. I am a regular person just like them. And if you want to come talk about storms or learn about it, you know, my inbox is open and I love to chat and I like to learn about people, about their passions, about their life. So I really try and uh, build friendships with the people that I connect with online. It's not just a, another person behind a screen. You just called yourself a regular person, I think. I don't know. If <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on a minute. I got to go through my checklist here of regular person things. No. <laughs> Look, chasing, chasing tornadoes is not one of those. Um, <laughs> you know. What's your best photographic capture of weather? That's a bad um, hmm. Lightning. I've had um, some awesome lightning shots. Uh, You've had some awesome supercell shots too, I think. Yes. And I'm, I'm trying I think to... for me, maybe the best one for me uh, was the Bergen, Alberta area tornado. I got to time lapse it at a fairly co close range. But it made it extra special special because I got to take my 17-year-old uh, daughter along with me. And that was the first tornado that she got to witness. So we stood shoulder to shoulder and watched that tornado produce. And the sky was just amazing and the way it was turning. And, you know, we were both awestruck about the wonder of, you know, the power of nature. And then, you know, it also allowed her to experience the human component to chasing because, as people that are fascinated by weather, we love seeing this happen. Um, but we are very well aware that it's also affecting people's lives that live in the area. So we had, you know, a uh, lady and her elderly mother. Her mother was, I think, 86. And they fled from the farm that uh, was right in front of where we were filming that tornado. And talking them through what was happening there. Um that you know the tornado was moving away from their farm so she didn't have to worry about her cat because it was just a stress that she had to leave those behind and you know uh so you get to connect with that human component in it because it is really people out there being affected they're what matters not with the storm yeah that might be the part that we all forget like when we're well when you know when we're we're fans and we're watching on whatever social media channel we're watching on and we're seeing all these great images and tornadoes and everything else. We forget what's happening on the ground to people, I think, sometimes. And it's too bad. What does your daughter think of her mom, the storm chaser? Um, well, she's always loved severe weather. Uh, it's just been the same as her from when she's little. She loves thunderstorms. And at 10 years old, she's telling me, well, 
I probably know as much about tornadoes as you. Why won't you let me come up with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a 10 year old. <laughs> um, but I think now is 17 and it's just, you know, we spend a lot of time and out and she rolls her eyes every, every time somebody recognized me out there. And so it's like, oh, your mom's a tornado chaser. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess if I have to accept that fact. No, that's really cool. That's really amazing. Um, and then she likes to rib me because uh, this year was her first time taking her out. So uh, three chases really? and she got five tornadoes in those three chases. So she's like, wow. hey, mom, I thought she said uh, chasing storms was hard. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. So you do you think she'll follow in your footsteps? Um, I don't know if she'll follow exactly in my footsteps, but I don't think she'll ever lose that uh, love of active sky. So I think she'll still get out there and do it. She's a smart girl, so she's probably <laughs> going to do something with that and then do this on the side. Not storm related. Well, I guess it was a solar storm. You guys had a pretty good view of the uh, Northern Lights uh, last few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the skies have been active on that aspect. So it's, you know, it, it still is another version of a storm. So I like yeah. to get out there. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I stayed out yeah. till just about five o'clock in the morning uh, doing that particularly strong one. And I had to force myself to go to bed because it was still going hard. Yeah, my, my actually my daughter sent me some great pictures, some great images of it from uh, up in her neck of the woods. What's next as far as storm chasing and photography for you? Um, I think I'm just going to continue pushing myself outside my comfort zone and uh, finding those events, learning from them. You know, you never know what life's going to bring you. So you just kind of take it as it comes and you celebrate your successes and you learn from your failures. Thanks, Jenny. Jenny Hagen is a storm chaser and photographer based in Atonia, Saskatchewan. You can find her at backroadphotos.ca and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lost in Saskatchewan. That's Lost in SK. Jenny has a great quote on her website that is worth thinking about. If you're not lost, you're not much of an explorer. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Alina Simpson of Media Made Magic and producer Sarah Simpson for their help this week. Northern Latitude's theme song and sound logo by John Sanfilippo of Soundwise in Kingston, Ontario. Our closing music this week, Rain on the Leaves by In This World. Make sure to push that subscribe button and tell a friend about the podcast. Check out all the episodes on the podcast page at northernlatitudes.ca. I'm Bill Alt. Find your way to Northern Latitudes. <laughs>